in the ballpark, season 2020, here we go! Welcome to this week's In the Ballpark interview. I'd first like to begin by acknowledging the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, whose unceded lands we conduct our virtual interview on today. In the Ballpark respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. My special guest today is one of my favourite Essendon players to watch growing up. He enjoyed an AFL career spanning over 11 years, where he played over 130 games. And although terrible injuries challenged him at times, on field, he marveled us with his athletic abilities dashing off the half-back line, and at times, his jaw-dropping soccer skills, which we'll get into a little bit later on. My special guest is originally from the outback mining town of Mount Isa in Queensland. He played football in the AFL Cairns competition before becoming a top 20 pick in the 2005 AFL National Draft. Since his AFL playing days, he has been a strong advocate for Indigenous people all around Australia, leading a program called Speak Up, Speak Out. He runs programs to help with Indigenous employment and has been an ambassador for the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children's Day. He has also been an active ambassador on the long walk to the MCG and the little long walk at the Australian GP. Sir Doug Nichols' round is a round that is close to our special guest heart, and he has had the privilege to participate in this round throughout his career. Let me introduce you to our very first guest on In the Ballpark, Courtney Dempsey. Courtney, welcome to you. Firstly, how have you been, and what was your favourite Indigenous football hero growing up? Yeah, I'm not too bad, considering, you know, being locked down, and yeah, not too bad. My idol, Indigenous idol... Definitely was uh, Jonathan Thurston from the Cowboys. I was lucky enough to go and watch uh, the 2015 Grand Final live. The way he orchestrated that win, the first Grand Final win for the Cowboys in their history, as yeah, it showed, and the way he orchestrated a lot of the wins within not only um, North Queensland Cowboys but the the Queensland Maroons as well as Australia. Um, he's been my idol and. One of my greatest player to watch um, throughout my career and throughout his, yeah. Oh, we would have expected you to say an AFL footballer, but of course, coming from Cairns and having the rugby background that you've had doesn't surprise me too much. Have you had the pleasure to actually meet Jonathan in person? Yeah, actually. Um, it was a couple of years ago I-, I was able to meet him in person and it was surreal. I felt like a fangirl, um, <laughs> just, you know, screaming inside but I was trying to keep calm and I was trying to act normal and I took my son along with me to to meet him as well because he's just as big a fan of him as um, I am and my son actually got nervous that he he started crying so I had to settle him down but other than that it was good. As far as your son is concerned is he leaning towards more a rugby career or is he going to be playing 300 plus games for the Essendon Football Club? Yeah um, I, I think he is definitely for AFL. He wouldn't mind trying it out. I'm not pushing him towards playing AFL either. I, I want him to sort of focus on his education first. So I want him to to set himself up because, as I know, being through it, football career doesn't last. 
your whole life. So you need something to back you up. Education is the absolute foundation that you need. Now, Courtney, we mentioned in the introduction, you've had the privilege to represent Essendon and the Indigenous community during Sir Doug Nichols' round. What was it like being a part of the build-up to the massive dream time at the G-Clash and actually playing in such a momentous game, usually in front of crowds over 70,000 people? I was lucky enough to be in about seven dream time at the G Games throughout my career. And the lead up to it uh, was pretty full on, you know. Um, we had appearances every day throughout the, the, the week, maybe even sometimes two different, three different things a day. And yeah, it was very full on, but it was very enjoyable as well, you know. It was probably one of the, the best days to, to be a part of, especially the game, the game itself. The lead-ups to it, you know, you start to... It's all about the education of it. Why Michael Long walked to Canberra, um, bringing up the issues and, and talking about the issues and having that conversation. You know, a lot, a lot of people look at it as just the game, but we're throughout the week, we're trying to throw out the message that, that Longy actually did and why the walk meant so much to him. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we're, we're continually doing to this day with, with the long walk. It is a, a big privilege and, and, a, and an honour to participate in something so big. And as you mentioned, Courtney, rightfully so, it's more than a game. It's about educating the community about the inspiring Indigenous players who have played the great game, but also reconciliation and making sure that we're inclusive on all levels of society. And of course, Courtney, this is the very, very first, the 2014 jumper here that you would have worn running out on the ground. This must bring back a lot of good memories for you. Yeah. Um, I think I believe that was our first ever design jersey. So first team to have a a jersey design were, were Richmond, and they were the catalyst of bringing out design jerseys. And we, as Indigenous um, players from Essendon, were very envious of that, seeing that happen, and them playing in a in a jersey that was represented the culture on the jersey. And it was beautiful to see that from an opposition. Mm. Um, side, so we we really fought to have it put on our jerseys, and and so the next year after that was, and then on it was just we've had design jerseys, and it brought community together because people look at the jersey, and the first thing they do is ask, oh, who designed it, where it came from, and then they start learning about that culture, then they start asking questions about that culture, which is awesome, and then on top of that, when you purchase the jersey, I believe on the back side inside on the slip it tells you the story of the drawing so uh, a lot of the jerseys do have that it gives that sense of ownership to the jersey absolutely brings that real sense of significance to the jumper and i've just found the Essendon description here, it's uh, quite a beautiful description. I won't read out the whole one, but at the end it says, each design inside the possum skin cloak represents strength, power and identity. So certainly gives you heaps to play for within that jumper. And you mentioned about all the clubs are embracing the design. We have current players such as Shay Bolton and Alan Christensen who have designed their jumpers for their respective clubs. And now we're seeing every single club have a customised design jumper. It must just warm your heart to see that, Courtney. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you see a lot of those young kids starting to become, especially the young Indigenous kids, with the old players such as Nicky Winmar and Michael Long paving the way, giving strength to the younger generation and 
showing the kids to be proud of who they are is something special. And for me, leaving the game and you see a lot of those young players coming up and are very proud and very strong in their culture. They, they, they don't shy away from anything and, and, and I enjoy watching that. And it shows that there is a massive future for Indigenous uh, young people throughout Australia to succeed in any sports because I see it massively in NRL as well with the way they nurture and, and help um, Indigenous players there as well. So, you know, a lot of people talk about just keep sports sports and don't bring politics into it, but everyone is familiar and everyone comes to the same terms in football. It's like common ground for everyone. So we need to have that conversation there because everyone is on the same page. And so you don't want to put politics into it, but it needs to be still said. Absolutely. And as you perfectly mentioned, a lot of those young Indigenous players and even some of the older Indigenous players currently in the game have been terrific role models, not only to their own players, but to the club and to the community as well. So very, very well said there, Courtney. Do you support this year's idea having Dreamtime in Darwin? Yeah. I mean, look, it's obviously fitting considering that the person behind the whole week and day and night is Michael Long and he is from Darwin. So, you know, it's obviously fitting that it is to be played there. But like everyone says, the, the two teams that are involved, they're from Melbourne. I think it will not happen again up there. And obviously the circumstances have made it to become there. From 80,000 80, plus to, I think it's only allowed 5,000 in there, in the crowd, uh, will be very, very different for a lot of those players. And... Uh, <laughs> They'll be running out to a big cheer, but it won't be as heavy and as loud as uh, you would hear in Melbourne. Absolutely, Courtney. And last year, you probably remember, it was absolutely bucketing down rain in Melbourne, and it's no different this year in Melbourne. Uh, it's definitely, uh, they're, they're, they're probably happy that it's not in Melbourne at the moment, considering the weather outside. It's it's windy and raining and freezing so you know when it rains up there it just gets hotter so <laughs> i don't know whether they'll be enjoying the heat anyways on top of that because the humidity will probably catch them more than anything else but i think i'd rather be playing up there at this time of year you must be very very excited to see a certain irving mosquito make his debut for the bombers and obviously anthony mcdonald tip and woody running around out there it's going to be a very very exciting prospect for the bombers yeah, definitely uh, good to see Irving get his get his chance. Hopefully he takes it with two hands. I'm not looking for spectacular things from him, but I'm looking for him to contribute, playing the game plan that's given to him, doing his role that he's supposed to do and dominating in that part. So I'll definitely be watching him play and hopefully he does go really well. But Lachlan Johnson, I think it is, which is one of Brisbane Lions' greatest half-backer, Chrissy Johnson's um, son and it would have been fitting for him to play as well but obviously it's his first year and, he, and he's got to get um, used to the game and, and, and whatnot but it's good to, to have another young Indigenous kid go through the ranks and, and hopefully he, he gets his, his chance and hopefully he brings what his dad had at Brisbane to um, Essendon. Definitely. We look forward to seeing Lachlan run around in the red and black for many seasons to come. Now, you've played a lot of your junior footy in Cairns, as we mentioned off the top. And over the years since you've finished playing AFL, you've had a lot to do with the local footy community up in Cairns. What would it mean to you to see more AFL games played up at Kazali Stadium in Cairns in the future? And potentially a grand final up there this year, Courtney? Yeah, no. Uh, look, I, I believe... 
Richmond, North Melbourne and Gold Coast have been playing up there of late anyway. So there has been a few games up there and it really brings the whole community together when there is any type of um, big sports up there. It is a big spectacle to have something like a big club to be playing up there, but a grand final up there, I'm probably not too sure about that. Wishful thinking, but I don't think the grounds would be capable to hold a number of spectators. But I believe that it should be played at Optus Oval in WA. It's a brand new multi-million dollar arena that is over there. And it, it is unbelievable. The, the, the surface looks unbelievable. The stadium itself looks unbelievable. So I don't see why we can't have the grand final over there if it's not going to be played in Melbourne. It would be brilliant to have the grand final played in almost a like-for-like dimension field like the MCG. It would be an absolutely brilliant spectacle. And I spoke to the West Coast Eagles a few weeks ago, Courtney, and they ensured me that once they have full capacity, they're going to have Aussie the Eagle fly back in the ground, which I think is going to be an awesome spectacle. Oh, the good old Eagle. Yes. Something weird when I first went over to WA at Subiaco Oval, I was wondering why people were cheering. And then one of the players that were from WA mentioned to me, oh, there's an eagle over there that they just, he just flies in, flies out. And I'm like, is that all they're cheering about? I'm standing in the middle of the oval thinking, what the hell's going on? Yeah, crazy, but I suppose that's their um, tradition over there and can't take it away from them. Absolutely. They do things a little bit differently out in the West. It's interesting, on the show a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about bringing animals into the game, certain animals that would perfectly represent certain clubs. And we were thinking about Essendon and we're like, well, we've got a big mosquito. I mean, once we have Marvel back up and running, do we just release a whole bunch of mosquitoes in the stadium and just don't tell the opposition that we have them? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that would help. I think... No, no, they wouldn't be able to choose the opposition from us either. So <laughs> Now, with the current situation and Michael Long being up in Darwin this year, how can people in the community still support the Long Walk and how can we get involved virtually with it? Yeah, so uh, the Long Walk has put an initiative together where we want to continue this great cause with everyone coming together and walking and clearly we can't do it down here in Victoria. So what the long walk have come up with was a virtual walk. So we want you to record yourself walking the streets with your family. Um, Have the long walk jumper on or an Essendon jumper t-shirt. You know, having those around and snapping yourself and your family, going for walks around the streets of your um, suburb and posting and and tagging the long walk. For more information, I suppose you can jump on my Instagram page and check out the post that's there. It's got all the information that you need for the virtual walk and how to be a part of it. We're clearly in a state where we're we're stricken with um, lockdown so this will also help I suppose mentally to just get out there and have some fun and be part of something it's going to be good it is a very very great initiative and as you mentioned we've got the long walk beanie here this will keep you nice and warm now finally Courtney we've got to ask you this because a lot of Essendon supporters and my colleagues have been asking take us back to round 22 of 2014 when you were playing the Gold Coast Suns there was a turnover You took the ball. You dashed out of a dangerous spot in the Gold Coast defence. You took one bounce. You took another bounce. And your second bounce, the ball went flying out of your hands. It went behind your body, hit your back heel, over your head. You did not break stride. You kept running. You marked your own footy. And it was just an absolutely extraordinary spectacle to watch at the time. Now, my question to you is, did you mean it? 
And were you possibly thinking about going for goal of the century? <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, like you said, I come out of the back line and happened to bounce the ball and it didn't come up to me properly. And as I grabbed it, I, I looked away and it slipped through my hand. So I looked back and it just sat nicely. So as I was running, I just thought I would just try and flick my leg up just to stop it from going back the other direction. Oh. And the feel of it coming onto my leg, I just knew it was going to come off sweet. And it just flicked up and went over and I just kept running. The disappointing thing was that it wasn't two touches. It was still classed as one touch, which oh. was disappointing. And I didn't like that. I thought, you know, it went 15 metres. It should have been a mark as well. It didn't <laughs> call that as a mark. So it was a fluke that it came off so sweet. But I did mean to flick my leg up to hit it. So, yeah, there was no thought in it, wanting it to come over my head. My thought was to just flick it up so then I had time to come back and get it. And... I shouldn't have passed it off. I ended up passing it to Job. Yeah, but he was screaming out to me, calling for it. He didn't want to go and block for me. So uh, I think he wanted a possession as well, which, which sucked because then otherwise I would have went for goal. <laughs> and um, I always get that question no matter where I go. Anywhere, even in the indigenous communities, they, they don't speak a lot of English, but when they know who I am, they start speaking to their friends in language and you can tell what they're talking about because they do the actions as well. Oh. And, yeah, and then after that, they just start talking to me about it all the time. So it's a good yeah. feeling having that. There's no one in, in the world that would, wouldn't like that feeling of people recognising you for something good, not for yeah. something bad, you know, so it's good. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, talking about the statistics, I reckon Heath Shaw, every time he did his little kick to himself and he did his runouts, I reckon that was considered a stat. So I think that you were robbed there, to be honest. I think we might have to start a petition to get yeah, you one disposal that you deserve. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. And the percent um, efficiency too, because it hit, my, hit the target. So, you know. <laughs> and I bet you all the Irish players as well are going, that's a solo, that's a solo. <laughs> Finally, Courtney, is there a message that you'd like to leave with our passionate viewers out there today? Yeah, I'll, um, obviously most of them will probably be in Melbourne, stuck in lockdown. So I think you just got to tough it out, go for a walk, try to talk to other people, contact friends, family, because you're not the only one going through it and it will help your, yourself out. So we've got to help each other out, get through it together. And as you mentioned, it's a community effort. We're all experiencing the same thing. It's always good to make sure you reach out to someone each day and make someone smile. So Courtney, thank you so, so much for your time today. Stay safe, happy and healthy during this period of time. And if Essendon keep getting injuries this season, we may see you back out there. Oh, nah, I don't think so. I think I'm way too old and Probably with this lockdown, I'll be rolling out of lockdown because I've been eating too much. That's all I have been doing. Um, so, you know, I think it's opportunities for these young players to, to get. And hopefully with these injuries, you know, it will come experience for those young kids. And the Essendon supporters just got to see it that way instead of looking for wins so much. It's tough times. We've been through tougher times as well, considering mm -hmm. the last several years and and look at the growth more so than in the young players more so than wins absolutely that's a really beautiful message there courtney gives our essendon faithful plenty of encouragement for sure and make sure as you mentioned before show your solidarity 
with Michael Long and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people by sharing an image or video of your walk on social media, or if you are unable to walk, post a message of support or solidarity using the hashtags, hashtag the virtual long walk, hashtag we walk together, and hashtag free the flag as well. Thank you very much again, Courtney. Really appreciate the chat today, mate. Not a problem, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this week's episode of In The Ballpark's interview with Courtney Dempsey, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the full version of the interview that you heard today. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at In The Ballpark AFL. And finally, if you haven't had the chance already, listen to episode 10 of In The Ballpark on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. We'll see you there.